Welcome to Delight in Grace, the teaching ministry of Rich Powell, pastor of Grace Bible Church in Winston-Salem. None of us looks forward to experiencing hardship in our lives. It's human nature to avoid pain and look for pleasure instead. Yet Christians who have faced adversity often speak of it as a time of deep growth in their lives, a time where they learn truths that they believe they would have missed in the ease of life. In this message from 1 Peter 4, 17-19, Rich shares four ways that God's people can face hardship well, reminding us that suffering is sanctifying in the hands of our Redeemer. You're listening to part two of a message first preached on February 19th, 2023. If you look down with me at verse 18, look at the first part of verse 18. Therefore, let those who suffer, uh, sorry, verse 18, here we go. And if the righteous is scarcely saved, if the, what is he talking about there? He's quoting Proverbs chapter 11, verse 31. He's not talking here about the uncertainty of salvation. He's talking about the difficulty of it. Let me give you some examples from the New Testament. For example, Paul writes to Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 3. He says, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. What's the first word there? Does that include you? Are you ready for this? Why is that? Because there are kingdoms in conflict. There is the domain of darkness that does not like, in fact, hates the kingdom of light. It doesn't make people our enemy. Remember Ephesians chapter 6? We battle not against flesh and blood, but we battle against forces of darkness. Acts chapter 14, verse 22, the apostles were, Paul was going around and encouraging the churches that he had planted, and he strengthened the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith, and saying that through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 6, And you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit. And then also we see an example of what John writes in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 9. Look what he says, I, John, your brother and partner in the tribulation and the kingdom and the patient endurance that are in Jesus. You see, that is a natural, that is a natural, it is a normal way of thinking for the believer to understand that there is going to be tribulation. There will be challenge, there will be suffering. Not only because it is a natural part of the fallen created order, but because we are followers of Christ and there are kingdoms in conflict. We have to understand that. Turn with me. Then, in, the, in light of this, let me just look at another scripture. Turn to Hebrews chapter 12. And the writer of Hebrews gives us good insight on this. He would very much agree with what Peter is saying. Obviously he would, because it's all inspired scripture, right? So it's the Holy Spirit, it's the same Holy Spirit talking. Look with me at Hebrews chapter 12, beginning at verse 5. You have, have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? Be wary when 
reproved by him, for the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. Verse 7, for it is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons, for what son is there whom a father does not discipline? Let's make this really, really clear today, okay? If you see a father who does not discipline his children, he does not love them. Now, that just flies in the face of a lot of conventional wisdom today, right? Discipline is love. God disciplines us because he loves us. And the suffering that we endure is a part of that discipline. It's not necessarily punitive. It could be, but it's not necessarily punitive. It's formative. That's God's purpose for us. Look down at verse 10 with me in Hebrews chapter 12. For they disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them, but he disciplines us for our good that we may, what? Share his, what? Holiness. Verse 11. For the moment all discipline seems painful. Can I have a witness? It does. We don't relish the pain, but we recognize the purposefulness of discipline rather than all right let me yeah. for the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant but later it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it you see those words trained by it peaceful fruit of righteousness all of that is a part of the suffering that we endure in this fallen created order. So it is, a, it is the same formative kind of discipline as a top-rated athlete or musician or physician. All of it requires discipline. You can't be one unless you're a person of discipline. And this is God's design for us. Fire purifies. Job knew that, didn't he? When I am tried and purified, I shall come forth as gold. It removes the dross out of our lives. That which casts a shadow on the character of Christ and the purpose of Christ. But secondly now, looking back at 1 Peter... Fire not only purifies, but fire consumes. Fire consumes. He says in verse, let's look at verse 17 again. It's time for judgment to begin at the household of God, and if it begins with us, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And he quotes a Psalm, uh, uh, Proverbs 11. 31, if the righteous is scarcely saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? Fire consumes. The fire that purifies the household of God consumes the wicked, says Edmund Clowney. And notice he talks about those as they, those, the wicked are those who do not obey the gospel of God who do not obey the gospel of God. What is obedience to the gospel of God? It is surrendering yourself in faith to the good news of the gospel. 
because that good news assumes and implies and makes clear that we need that rescue because we are broken, we are sinful beings, we are held hostage by our own rebellion, and we need to be rescued from that. And there are many who are not willing to recognize that reality, and so they reject the gospel. They do not obey the gospel by surrendering to it in faith. Paul said as he was talking to large groups of philosophers in Athens, recorded in Acts chapter 17, God now commands all people everywhere to what? Repent. God commands. Did you get that word? It's, it doesn't just say he invites. He commands all people everywhere to repent because it's been made clear through the work of Jesus Christ. He is the one whom you killed. He rose again. He will come again. He will judge the earth in righteousness. And the resurrection of Jesus Christ is certification of all of that truth. Meaning this. When it's all said and done, every one of us will stand before the judge, the righteous judge of all eternity. God now commands all people everywhere to repent. It is a universal command. And to ignore that is to disobey the gospel. Now, when he says, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel? Well, Paul gives us some insight on this. First, Second Thessalonians, turn there with me. Second Thessalonians, chapter 1. Paul write, writing to the Thessalonian church, and again, they received the gospel through a great deal of tribulation. Under threat, they chose to surrender themselves to the truth of the gospel and, they, and to surrender themselves in faith. And speaking of that great threat, and suffering that they endured, under which they surrendered themselves in faith. That suffering, Paul refers to that, 2 Thessalonians 1, verse 5, that suffering, this is evidence of the righteous judgment of God that you may be considered worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are also suffering, since indeed God considered it just to repay with affliction those who afflict you and to grant relief to you who are afflicted as well as to us. When the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire, inflicting vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord. Underline that. That is the destruction. That is death. Away from the presence of the Lord. And from the glory of his might. And when he comes on that day to be glorified in his saints and to be marveled at among all who believe because our testimony to you is believed. To this end, we also pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling and may fill every, fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you and him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. We're so glad you've joined us for Delight in Grace, the teaching ministry of Rich Powell, 
pastor of Grace Bible Church in Winston-Salem. You can hear this message and others anytime by visiting our website, www.delightingrace.com. You can also check out Pastor Rich's book, Seven Words That Can Change Your Life, where he unpacks from God's Word the very purpose for which you were designed. Seven Words That Can Change Your Life is available wherever books are sold. As always, tune in to Delight in Grace, weekdays at 10 a.m.